What was your favorite part? Cookies and hot ch- hot chocolate, riding the teacups, people mover, seven dwarves? Popcorn. <laughs> there you have it. Well, now we know why the lines were so long. It was the popcorn. The popcorn was his favorite. Hey, DCL Duo fans, just a quick note before we get into today's show. You might be able to maybe hear from my voice. I have a little bit of congestion going on. So we we took a break uh, for the week of Thanksgiving because we were on a cruise and we wanted to spend some time as a family, just making some memories. But uh, yeah, we caught colds aboard the ship. Uh, and we will talk about that a little bit more and how it impacted our cruise in our episode coming out next week. But uh, today's episode is just a short episode. We wanted to get back into the groove here of getting some content out to you. So this is an episode that we recorded about our pre-trip stay at Disney World before we boarded the cruise on the Fantasy. Just want to let you know it's a little shorter than normal for that reason, but wanted to get this out to you all. So we are feeling better. We are all all on the mend. And spoiler, it was not COVID, so we're all doing fine. Uh, But just want to let you know that was the reason that we didn't have a bonus show out this week and that this show is a little shorter. With that, on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the DCL Duo podcast. We're on the road today and in our recording studio in the parking garage across from the fabulous Disney Fantasy. We can see her from our window of our gigantic land yacht of a rental car, otherwise known as a Suburban. But uh, we are waiting for our COVID tests to come back. But while we do that, and fingers crossed and not to jinx it, talking about the cruise itself, we, uh, we're we going to talk about the couple days we spent in uh, at Disney World and what we did and what kind of fun we had over there. So we are embarking on this cruise, hopefully, here Sunday. We came in on Friday and we spent one evening at Magic Kingdom. And then we stayed at Beach Club and we were at Epcot yesterday. And so let's just kind of walk through some of the fun things that we did. Sam, after we got in to MCO, we headed straight to the Magic Kingdom for a little after hours holiday event over at Magic Kingdom. What'd you think? I thought the event was really quite fun. There was a festive, you know, holiday atmosphere. All the decorations were out at the Magic Kingdom. We saw quite a few people dressed up for the celebration. We were not because we had just come off the plane, but there were a lot of people dressed up in you know, Christmas onesies or Christmas sweaters and light necklaces and things like that. So it was a fun, festive atmosphere. We grabbed dinner at Tony's Town Square. And that was kind of perfect because right when we got into the park, the holiday event had just started letting in. And uh, a lot of other folks were leaving the park and we got to catch the fire, the regular fireworks show. And I, and I distinguish that from the later fireworks show uh, which was Christmas themed. So we got to see the regular non-Christmas themed fireworks show uh, while sitting uh, at Tony's Town Square awaiting our dinner. Yeah. And uh, I thought Tony's Town Square was uh, was good, passable Italian food, you know, not the best Italian food on property. We probably experienced some of that the next night because we made the mistake of booking back-to-back Italian dinners, but we'll, we'll get there in a never second. And that, Sam says, never a mistake. I will say the event was pretty pricey. I don't remember exactly what the ticket price was, but I do remember the uproar over the ticket price. So I think it was over 200 a person for the event, but I, 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 I don't quote me on that number, but regard... Maybe 170 Yeah. But the ticket price, it felt pretty steep for what we ended up getting. I will say that. Like, it, I still think the best bang for our buck, the best money we ever spent was a early morning Fantasyland ticket that we got uh, as a as a early entry paid hard ticketed kind of event into Fantasyland. And we ended up being able to ride Seven Doors Mine Train like seven or eight times in a row and Peter Pan and there was zero line and we got breakfast with it. 
you know, the lines were, were very low for the rides. I'll say that. It's late at night, though, which makes it tough for kids, I feel like. So, you know, getting on some of those rides, it, 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 it just it feels tough for them to be late at night to go until one in the morning. So that that was a little harder for us. We ended up leaving around 11 o'clock. Uh, you know, so we, we did we definitely did not get our full money's worth, but we knew that going in. Uh, we didn't want to keep Nathan up that late and then get up, you know, the next morning and hit the parks again. So, you know, look, we're we, we're cruise line people, so we're relaxed. If you want the hardcore go, 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 go people, head over and listen to Derek and Doug's show over at Rope Drop Radio. We, <laughs> they are the hardcore go, go, go people. We tend to enter the park and do what we want and then get out. We did ride Seven Doors Mine Train, took a little ride on the People Mover, grabbed some hot cocoa and some some ginger snap cookies. What are the rides? Or snickerdoodles. That's right. They had snickerdoodle cookies. We got on uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Brian and Nathan rode the teacups. I'm not a teacups person because I get nauseous on those. We rode the Tomorrowland Speedway. Just Nathan and I in one car and Brian behind us in another car. And Nathan was driving and actually was a pretty decent driver, although I'm the one with the pedal with my foot on the on the gas pedal. What else did we do? We did Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers, whatever it's called, um, spin, um, which we got stopped on that ride a few times. I think that's it. We did actually we did wait a good 20 to 30 minutes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That was I have to say the thing I heard someone right in line behind us complaining about this, uh, and I think they're right, which is they sell these uh, these ticketed events by saying, oh, you'll be able to get on a ton of rides because the crowd levels are low. And yes, they're lower than during regular park hours, but it's it was not empty. And the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train consistently had a 30 minute or longer posted wait time. Yeah. And if you thought that was the longest wait in the park, you would be wrong. It looks like the longest wait in the park was for the free popcorn and soda. I don't think they had enough of those stands out. There were people waiting in lines that looked really long to get free soda and popcorn. By comparison, there was no line to get free hot chocolate and cookies. So we did that. I did feel like they had crammed more people into the park than I was expecting for a ticketed event. The wait times were not what I thought they would be for many of the marquee attractions, because I agree they do sell these tickets on the theory that you can get a lot done, which, you know, look, between the hours of 7 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., that's a huge chunk of time you can get a lot done. But, you know, I'd rather go in for three hours and have no waits than, you know, six hours trying to run until 1 a.m. and have to wait. So... Plus, the event didn't technically start until nine. So even though you could get in earlier, there were still other people in the park until 9 p.m. on their regular day tickets that could ride rides. After 9 p.m., they were checking bracelets and they weren't letting people into the stores, onto the rides, things like that without those bracelets. Yeah. And the merch situation was also pretty crazy. There were lots of people in the stores getting merch, which, you know, again, I guess not totally unusual for one of these events, but... uh... Yeah. So anyway, it was a nice way to start the trip. We were exhausted after a day of traveling and doing that. So we we then headed over to the beach club, checked in. We woke up the next morning, grabbed our boarding pass for Ratatouille, which we did. We did get a good boarding group. In fact, we got a boarding group that was called like right after the park officially opened. We were boarding group 23. So we took a leisurely morning. We did not take advantage of the extra half hour in the park in the morning, mostly because we'd been up late the night before. And we're just exhausted. I did opt for Genie Plus. And I got to say about Genie Plus confusing, unnecessarily so. And uh, I, we did not see a huge benefit out of Genie Plus. I, they have a lot of work to do, I think, in my mind to you know say that Genie Plus is a real replacement for FastPass. So we did get a boarding group for Ratatouille. Uh, we'll get to the ride review here in a second. We rode that ride. Uh, we grabbed Lightning Lane 
uh, I should say this. We grabbed Genie Plus passes for Soren because I knew that that Nathan really likes Soren, and I knew you couldn't have more than one Genie Plus. But but I grabbed a Genie Plus for like noon at you know ten o'clock. Again, I'm not shocked by that, and I just want to be clear. But you can't hold another Genie Plus. So you know, unlike Max Pass, where after an hour or so goes by, you can grab another Max Pass for later in the day. You got to wait until you've completed the ride to get your next Genie Plus. Okay, that's fine. We also bought a lightning lane pass for Frozen because we knew we wanted to do that ride. And I do not. I'm, I will pay to skip line. So I am. G, uh, was, and, and Frozen had already uh, an over an hour long standby line. Yeah. And look, I am Disney's target audience for this. I will gladly pay money to skip lines and not have to wait. So uh, so we did do a lightning lane. We loved Ratatouille so much. We bought a lightning lane pass for that evening, but it turns out the lightning lane pass didn't actually make it through the system. And so when we came back later that evening, we didn't have one and they basically turned us away from the ride, which look is fine. I verified that I didn't get charged for one and fine, but I was a little annoyed the system didn't work and didn't give me my lightning lane pass. And there was no reason that they couldn't. I verified that, you know, just because we didn't have a, we'd already had a boarding pass for the day that we couldn't purchase a lightning lane. And they said, no, you can have a lightning lane uh, as well. You're limited to the two paid lightning lanes. So that one not going through meant that I actually had another one available. I could have purchased something and I, and I didn't, uh, or I could have tried to if I'd known it hadn't gone through, but I didn't. And they were all gone by the time we found out our rat tattooey didn't, hadn't gone through because it was eight o'clock at night. And we had come back to the park after dinner at the boardwalk. Yeah, and it was a rainy day in Epcot, so we had a we did have a disability access pass for Test Track, but Test Track was closed for most of the morning because of the rain, or it was a miserable ride because it was it was really raining. We were in ponchos for most of the morning. So for those of you keeping score at home on Genie Plus, we used one Genie Plus lane pass for Figment for Imagination, Journey into Imagination. I think we used another one for uh, Living with the Land. And we used one for Soren. So we got three lightning lane passes. We probably did not need it for living with the land. We probably could have waited in line for 20 minutes or we probably would have just skipped the ride. Uh, Imagination was not was not full when we went, I don't think. Um, actually, we didn't use it for Imagination. We waited in line for Imagination because we had the Soren fast, the Soren lightning lane. So we couldn't get the uh, Imagination one before we went. So we had two. We used for $15 per person. We got two lightning lanes. And I think that is a waste. Uh, and so... That I, I and it was super confusing. Sam commented on this. I commented on this throughout the day. It was really hard to find like where do I get these lightning lanes and and how do I book my passes? Like, yeah, and how, it was just a really confusing setup. So I am not a fan. I am not a fan that this is what's going to be replacing Max Pass at Disneyland. I I just I think Disney has a lot of work to do with Genie Plus in my mind. Max Pass was fantastic, and I wish they would adopt more of that model with Genie Plus, where you know you can book one, but you can you can hold a few at a time as long as you wait. Because some of these rides at Disney World, all of the Genie Plus passes are gone at like nine a.m. or you're you're booking out until seven o'clock at night to take a ride, which means you got to hold that pass all day to do that ride, and you can't get on anything else, or you have to risk using your Lightning Pass or your Genie Plus passes all throughout the day, and then hope that ride still has availability later. So I, I just it's getting way too confusing with these pass systems. Yeah, I mean, in one day we held a boarding pass, we entered standby lines, we had lightning lane passes we'd purchased and Genie Plus passes. So it's just, it's too confusing in my mind. And so it's why we are getting on the fabulous Disney fantasy because cruising is just so much simpler right now with Disney. Well, we just need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our fabulous show sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We have said it before, but let me say it again. We 
love using touring plans travel ourselves. We use them to book all of our Disney vacations and some other vacations we have on other cruise lines and just absolutely adore our travel specialist over there. She has gotten our family out of a jam in more ways than one and more times than one. She waits on hold for us when we don't have the time to. I can just quickly email her to get pricing on things and book things. I don't have to go through all the process and hassle. I don't have to monitor for deals. She lets us know when there are deals. And for cruise lines, not Disney, sometimes they put things on sale and she's able to rebook them and save us money. So I don't even have to think about it. So just absolutely love our travel specialist over there and know you will too. So if you're interested in booking your next Disney vacation, Disney cruise line vacation, or any kind of cruise vacation, really head over to Touring Plans Travel. You can find them at touringplans.com slash travel and get a free quote from them. If you decide to book, let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. All right. Well, let's talk about Ratatouille, Sam. Oh, Sam is Sam is giving me the 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 look of ecstasy around Ratatouille. I I so look, I'm a huge Ratatouille fan. I thought that ride was excellent. I thought it was so much fun. I thought the addition to the France Pavilion was amazing. The Gusto sign, oh, it was just it was so great. It was so great. I had so much fun on that ride. I'm so sad that we're not going back. I'm trying to convince Sam to change our disembarkation day park reservation to Epcot so that I can get us back on Ratatouille because I really want to go back to Ratatouille. But it was such a great ride and I can't wait to ride it again. Love the trackless system. Uh, the only thing that I thought was really funny is they're clearly using, I think must must be a similar track to wherever else the ride is because uh, talk track, like most of it's in French and then they speak English. And I just thought that was so funny because the movie is primary English and occasionally they speak some French. And so uh, even Nathan picked up on that as he was riding through the ride. He was like, it's all in French. <laughs> and so. I thought that was funny. So let's get your review. And then we got to get Nathan to take his headphones off and give us uh, give us his review. 10 out of 10. It was an excellent ride. I love I love the trackless rides like Rise of the Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railway. This was even better uh, than Runaway Railway in that it had multiple sensory experiences going on. You got splashed by a little bit of water. Uh, you got heat. You got smells really made the entire experience immersive. You felt like you were the size of a rat in the restaurant kitchen. It was just a really cool experience. All right, Nathan, we need to know, everyone wants to know, what did you think of Ratatouille the ride? I thought it was great. Are you a fan of the movie? Kind of. Do do you have like, did you like the, um, did you like the car that we were in that looked like a mouse? Did you like the uh, misting of water, the heat, like all this stuff going on around you? Like any favorite part of the ride at all? Well, one of my favorites would probably be the mouse cart. What'd you like about that? Because it looked really cute. Well, there you have it. The mouse cart was cute. Hey, Nathan, what did you think about the Christmas party the night before at, uh, at Magic Kingdom? Did you have fun at the Christmas party the night before? Yes. What was your favorite part? Cookies and hot ch- hot chocolate, riding the teacups, people mover, seven dwarves? Popcorn. <laughs> there you have it. Well, now we know why the lines were so long. It was the popcorn. The popcorn was his favorite. Uh, and Nathan, what's your review of the Beach Club Resort? I think it was good. Yeah, you're a big fan of the hotels at Disney, right? Yep. All right, a man of, uh, a man of mystery in a few words, people. Well, so we did, we did, we loved Ratatouille. We did not get to try the creperie. Again, a reason I want to go back to Epcot when we get back on Sunday, a week from now, hopefully. I'd really like to try that creperie. I've heard great things. Also did not manage to make it to La Cava for our margaritas. It was really rainy. I have to say, I'm not sure I would have enjoyed a margarita 
in as much rain as, as we were experiencing in the park. And we're from Seattle, so that says something. We're, we're used to being out in the rain. Overall, I thought the day at Epcot was great. We headed out early. We grabbed some lunch at, at Sunshine Seasons, and then we headed out. Actually, Sam went to do some shopping for some Remy gear, and uh, we ended up getting the chef's hat that I've been craving. And then uh, Nathan and I took a little ride on the Skyliner as we were leaving. Nathan said he wanted to go on the Skyliner. So there you have it. The Skyliner is an attraction at Disney. It is, uh, it is fabulous. And so we took the Skyliner over to Riviera, hopped off, got back on, rode back, and then went to the, uh, went to the room to take a little bit of a break in the afternoon. I, I got in a run. Sam rested. And then we met up with the ever-fabulous duo, dare I say, of Willie and Rebecca that evening for dinner at one of my favorites on property, Trattoria Al Forno, for a little lasagna. And uh, some amazing gluten-free stuff, too, that Rebecca really enjoyed. And some delicious chicken parm that I got and Willie both got. <laughs> yeah, w- Willie said so he didn't have to look at them. So I don't have to look at the menu because I know I'm getting the lasagna. Willie doesn't look at the menu because he knows he's getting the chicken parm, uh, which I think we heard on his episode that he can house some chicken parm. So uh, so anyway, we had, a fab- we had a fantastic dinner meeting up with them. You know, all the listeners out there, I said this on our Facebook page, but uh, we started this podcast to meet great people. And uh, oh boy, have we hit a bonanza of great people that we've met since we started this podcast. So it's really fun to meet people live and in person and not being recorded and just have a conversation of some dinner. So we had a great, uh, we had a great dinner over there. I really love meeting up with them. Uh, I will say for, I've heard some detractors for Trattoria out there. Uh, it was actually recommended to us by a friend from New York uh, uh, a while ago now. I think they have revamp the menu. So if any of you have not tried it in a few years, you might give it another shot. The uh, the lasagna, I think, is is first rate. Second for me, only to Palo lasagna on board the ships. And it's it's actually last the one I had last night was <laughs> damn near Palo quality and it was a bigger portion. So, so anyway, I, I thought it was a fabulous dinner on property. I think it's also really well priced. So we, we love Trattoria El Forno. Uh, after that, we pretty much called it a night. We tried to go back to Epcot to ride Ratatouille, but it was... Um, and that's when we discovered that our lightning lane had not gone through. And uh, it's tough keeping Nathan up that late to watch the show. So we still have not seen Harmony Us. But Sam and I will be coming back in June. And hopefully then uh, we'll get a chance to catch up on some of the stuff we haven't been able to see. We also were stalking reservations at Steakhouse 71 and Space 220 and nothing ever came through. So it was a really short trip for us. And as I said, we really like to take more relaxed approach to the parks. And so we're not so go, 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 um, especially being DVC members. So, you know, we, we hit what we wanted to. We missed a few things that we wanted, but you know what? We know we'll be back. So we'll get it done then. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there as we wait for those Inspire tests to come back. I'm guessing we have another 30 minutes or so before our tests will be back. Just looking longingly at the Disney Fantasy and hoping they come back negative and we can get on board. But uh, more to come, hopefully. All right. See you all later. Well, I know today's episode is a little shorter than normal, but I still hope you enjoyed hearing our thoughts on our pre-trip stay at Walt Disney World and some of the exciting things that we got to do. We're blown away by Ratatouille, if you couldn't tell. So we, we, we just absolutely loved it. It was a great ride. Had a great time pre-cruise and are looking forward to sharing our cruising experience with you on next week's show. So stay tuned for that. I will be catching up with our online reviews starting back up next week. So Skipping that on this week's show, apologies to our reviewers out there. We do appreciate all those reviews. We're up over 100 reviews now on iTunes and at 100 five-star reviews to say that. So if you haven't left us a review, do head over there and do that. 
With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. As I said, please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air. Uh, That is a promise that we make. We love those reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. If you'd like to get even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo. We are working on videos. Uh, The crews and us getting sick kind of put a kink in the works there. We are working on it. Uh, And so do expect some more content there out of our vacations uh, coming shortly. You can also head over and join the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse at touringplans.com slash travel and book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know that DCL duo sent you or head over to patreon.com slash DCL duo and join one of our monthly support tiers. We absolutely appreciate and adore each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping make this show possible each and every month. The DCL duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney company or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.